India has invited Pakistan's foreign minister to a meeting of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization that it's hosting in May. Sources in Pakistan confirm that their foreign minister Bilawal Bhutto Zardari has received the invite, but Islamabad is yet to take a decision. Now, just a month ago, comments by Pakistan's foreign minister Bilawal Zardari targeting the prime minister on uh, Prime Minister Modi on the sidelines of the UN Security Council sparked anger in India. We called uh, Zardari's comments uncivilized. And therefore, the question on this debate, can Pakistan be trusted? That's the key question uh, that we're asking this evening. Brahma Chalani with us. Suhasni remains. We've also got Ambassador Dilip Sinha and we'll be joined by Imtiaz Gold from Pakistan. Ambassador Sinha, um, you know, I mean, the words which were used by, uh, by uh, Mr. Mr. Zardari on the Prime Minister, you know, were, were, were very, very harsh. Are we willing to accept him in our country? I mean, why? Is it tokenism? Or do you think that it's time for change which can be achieved? And Vishnu, uh, this invitation is for an SCO meeting. Now, as we all know, uh, for such multilateral meetings, invitations do go out in the routine to all uh, member states. And in this case, Pakistan is a member state. And I think we are obliged to invite the foreign minister. As we know from past experience, what happens in the SCO remains in the SCO. Now, you'd remember that about a year ago, as part of the SCO's uh, meetings, we had organized a joint anti-terror exercise with Pakistan. Now, that certainly did not spill over into cooperation between India and Pakistan on terrorism or counter-terrorism. So uh, whatever happens in the SCO, whether Bilawal Zardari comes or does not come, we still have to see. Uh, we have to be clear that we should not expect anything uh, that happens inside the SEO to spill over into bilateral relations and start impacting it. Okay. Um, Imtiaz Gul, you know, the, the language used by Bilawal Bhutto Zardari has been fairly extreme. India's foreign ministry reacted some time back. They've referred to his comments as uncivilized, an uncivilized outburst a result of Pakistan's increased inability to use terrorists and their proxy. When Bilawal Bhutto Zaddari comes over here, and of course China, your major partner, will be here as well, most likely, um, do you expect this to actually achieve anything? Well, it's a multilateral meeting, and uh, obviously the SEO would have a particular agenda uh, as far as uh, all the members are concerned. So uh, if, you know, the every minister is there, obviously they will pursue the agenda. And I don't think it has anything to do with uh, Pakistan-India relations. Okay. Swasni, that's disappointing, isn't it? That, you know, we actually have him in our country, but the stage is nowhere close to being set to achieve anything meaningful. Well, I do agree that the invitation itself to the SCO uh, members is routine. It is to be expected the moment India joins the SCO, there would be a day when India would host the SCO summit, and therefore there would be a day when India would host the other SCO members, which include Pakistan. Um, I think uh, where there is a significance is that it will be about uh, more than uh, 10 years, uh, I think since 2011, that a Pakistani wow. foreign minister has traveled. Uh, uh, Unbelievable, yeah. So, 
so more. Um, uh, and it, uh, you know, it's not since 2014 that a Pakistani prime minister visited India. So if we are going to see the, uh, the Pakistani leadership, I'm not quite sure at what level it will be. Mr. Bhutto uh, Zardari could or could not come, could send. In fact, the same minister that came in 2011 was uh, uh, Ms. Hina who's the uh, uh, minister of state. Um, so it remains to be seen at what level Pakistan chooses to uh, attend this. But there is nothing other than routine about the invitations going out. For the last year, in fact, in the last few months, we've had SCO, uh, uh, you know, uh, coordinators meetings, national coordinators meetings. Pakistan has been invited to them. They attended, I think, two meetings in Delhi. One was attended virtually, the one that uh, took the co coordinators to Varanasi last week. So we, we're really not seeing anything that is unexpected over here, ex except, as I said, there is a significance to the fact um, that they will be coming after so long that there is then an opportunity for them to talk. As you pointed out, uh, the, 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 the kind of exchange of words and the very personal comments made about Prime Minister Modi by the uh, Pakistani foreign minister in December certainly makes it an awkward moment if he does choose to come. But then there is the Pakistani prime minister's words from uh, a week ago uh, where he said that uh, we've learned our lessons from the wars, that we wish to speak to India uh, seriously, uh, sincerely, yeah. uh, and about, you know, burning issues, sure. including consumption. So um, we have to take it as it comes, when it comes, but uh, nothing out of the ordinary about the invitations themselves. Brahma Chelani, um, you know, the 2611 perpetrators, Hafiz Saeed, Masood Azhar, uh, Sajjad Mir, also the, uh, as well as the mastermind of, uh, you know, the, the Mumbai blast, Dawood Ibrahim, they've all remained in Pakistan. Um, so many countries around the world have, have you know, bear the scars of Pakistan-sponsored <laughs> terrorism. Um, nothing has changed on that front. Um, and, and that's the bottom line. And yet, uh, do you believe that somehow a strategy needs to be devised by India, if not Pakistan, to try and work around that and try and see if we can actually achieve anything? Well, there are two points that we should keep in mind. First, that a crisis on Pakistan today is at one of its weakest moments ever. Pakistan is sinking into a deeper economic and political hole. Bailouts from China, IMF, Saudi Arabia, and elsewhere have failed to salvage the Pakistani economy. And to make matters worse, the military-backed government in power in Pakistan lacks popular legitimacy or credibility. Against this background, India should let Pakistan stew in its own juices. Second, India has pursued dialogue with Pakistan under successive governments, only to burn its fingers each time. No Pakistani foreign minister may have come to India in the last 10 years or so. But why do we forget that Modi himself made a surprise stopover in Lahore, Pakistan? But his visit only yielded a series of Pakistan-scripted major terrorist attacks in India. Pakistan understands the language not of dialogue, but of retribution. It speaks for itself that since India's Balakot airstrike almost three years ago, there has been no major Pakistan-backed terrorist strike in India. The Balakot airstrike shattered the Pakistani military general's illusion that they could continue to stage cross-border terrorist attacks from behind the nuclear shield. Pakistan generals now are uncertain about the extent or severity of an Indian military response 
if they were to stage a major cross-border terrorist attack. This is what has yielded peace, reopening right. dialogue with only emboldened the Pakistani generals to resort to cross-border terrorism again. Hmm. Imtiaz Gul, uh, is there anything positive that, that we should take away from this conversation? I mean, is there any no, hope no, at I'm all? Surprised, uh, actually, I'm surprised over, the, over such uh, shows. Uh, just because you know you have uh, configured one show around uh, the Indian uh, invitation to Pakistan and Pakistan's foreign minister, but then again we start uh, going back, uh, recycling old. No, so I'm asking you to take it forward, and you know it's we aren't yeah. fighting on this program. We don't really fight that much on this channel. Uh, some suggestions. Yeah, so shows. this is what I actually you know if if uh, if the media, if the officialdom continues to rub the same point, do the same. Uh, nitpicking, then obviously the relationship will not go anywhere. All all we need is to see uh, the situation that Pakistan is in today. All we need to do is to consider what the Prime Minister said a week ago, that we have learned our lessons, and probably take it from there, rather than digging, digging out dead horses, old issues, and that basically becomes an automatic obstruction in the way forward. So somehow they, there has to be a constituency in India that wants to take uh, the bilateral relationship forward, forgetting what L.K. Advani, the then Interior Minister, might have said uh, back in 2000 that uh, we have to now teach Pakistan a lesson. Right. Um, you know, if you continue teaching uh, your neighbor lesson, then obviously the acrimony will not go away. Ambassador Sina, last word to you. Uh... How does one go beyond the impasse? Well, at the moment, I don't think the right time is ripe. Uh, quite apart from the fact that this particular invitation is a routine invitation as a multilateral commitment, the fact is that uh, Pakistan uh, is, is due for an election in October, or perhaps earlier. So if the meeting takes place in May, if he allows the welcome here in May, then obviously it's very close to the elections. Uh, two of the state assemblies in Pakistan have already been dissolved. Imran Khan is currently out. He's pressing for elections. He may be arrested today, tomorrow. We don't know. So in this kind of a political situation, I can't expect, one cannot expect uh, any government in Pakistan to take a major initiative like changing its earlier policy. Remember, four, three, four years ago, Pakistan expelled India's ambassador. And they have not called him back. So uh, they, we don't even have the basic norm, uh, basic diplomatic relations between the two <coughs> countries today. So to expect at this point in time, when Pakistan is due for elections, and our own elections, mind you, are also due uh, in, in about a year's time from now, to expect a major uh, breakthrough at this time is perhaps not the, the, uh, All right. the appropriate well, let's see what finally happens when he does come over here. Hopefully, the language will be a lot more tempered than we've seen it in, in the recent past. I'd like to thank you all very much uh, for being with us. Thanks very much indeed.